aside from a house or a car specifically, what is the most expensive thing you own? Wendy? A car. Name an animal with three letters in its name. Alligator. Name something that's better than being rich. Four. Besides a bird, something in a birdcage. Hamster. Something that comes with a summer storm. Snow. Something Russia's famous for, Bob. Russians. Something a burglar would not want to see when he breaks into a house. Rob. Naked Grandma. Reason you might stay indoors on a beautiful day. Because it's raining? Name something you might buy that could turn out to be phony. Yeah, a horse. Name a time that most people get up. In the morning. A time most people go to bed. At night. This is the 7 at 11 on Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin. Okay, let's uh, line up what's going to happen here. So we're going to... Uh, start the 7 at 11. Kyle's going to make his guesses. Then while he's lining up the calls, um, I'm going to give my uh, number four on my list. So, uh, Kyle, you're going to give your number four now so that you can line up the calls. And then once 7 is done, we'll hit the text. So we're looking for your top three or top five favorite teams of all time. They can't have the same team twice. So if you have a Packers team, it can just be one on the list. If you have a Bucks team, it can only be one on the list. All right, so Kyle, you're doing your number four. Then we'll hit 7-11. Then while you're screening the calls, I'll hit my number four and knock out this list. That sounds wonderful. All right, your number five team you have already hit. Yes. Which was the Wisconsin Badger football squad of 2009 or 10? That was 2000, 2010, 2011 Okay, 2010 season, I squad. Okay. All right, number four. My number four team. That would be the team you all just talked about, the 99-2000 Wisconsin Badgers team. Now, why I love that team is because with the Wisconsin Badgers, that team didn't make the list, but in I believe it was the 1999 Rose Bowl when Ron Dane and Wisconsin Badgers beat UCLA 38-31. to And I remember Ron Dane running up and down that field, and I was at my grandma's house yeah. watching that game. So that was like a big game to me that got me into Badger football. This 2000, this 1999-2000 Wisconsin basketball team, this was a team that got me into Wisconsin Badgers basketball. I still have a shirt that my mom bought from the store that had a W on it during that tournament run. The whole house was her Badger fans for that moment because we were all on the bandwagon for the Wisconsin Badgers so much that my mom went and bought her little, I believe I might have been nine at that time going on 10, son, a Wisconsin Badgers shirt that had a W on it. So I, I love that team. Dude, that team, man. You know, those, those guys, we, we mentioned some of the names. Kelly, Kowski, Vershaw, John Bryant, See, Roy Boone. I, y'all don't like the thing that Roy Williams said. What I didn't like is I couldn't, and still to this day, anytime I see McTeen Cleese smile, I hate it. Hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. Can't stand him. And, Cannot stand him. And that squad was on such a run that if they had run into anyone besides Michigan State, they might have won the whole thing. Michigan State beat them three times or four times that Michigan year? Michigan State beat them four times that yeah. year. Michigan State beat them in... Oh, wait. Was it only... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was definitely four times. They beat them 61-44 at the Kohl Center, February 12th. They played them a week later, beat them 59-54 at 
East Lansing, which was uh, their last loss until Michigan State beat them 55-46 in the Big Ten Tournament semifinals, which was their last loss till the Michigan State Spartans beat them 53-41 in the national semifinals in the Final Four. So I don't know if that's ever happened before or will ever happen again, that a team's last four losses of the season were to the same team. They they did not lose to anyone else besides that team running down the end of the year. They won 11 straight games, except yeah. they lost to Michigan State four times. I, I, it took me a while to actually start. Until my friend played for uh, Michigan State, Corey Lucius, until he played for Michigan State for like a short period of time or two years, I hated Michigan State. Could not stand Tom Izzo. Couldn't stand them uniform. I hated Michigan State. That team could grind with that Badger team, so you had to respect them because those were those were ballers. I mean, Kirk Penny probably had the biggest like career, and that's he, the one he, that I knew. But he wasn't really the most. A, he wasn't really a career a, a, a contributor on that team as a, as a freshman. Dwayne, Dwayne, I remember. See, so that's the thing. It got me into Badger basketball, and ever since that moment, so the Ron Dane season got me into well, that UCLA game got me into Badger football, and I follow it now. And Badger basketball, I follow. I, follow recruiting, I follow everything now. Since that moment, I really became big Badger fans. Maurice Linton, you remember that name, man? Uh, that squad. I think I think I remember that. But then right after that, Devin Harris ended up joining the squad. Yeah, and so I that, like the team. Mo Linton at a pizza place after he did a game winner one time. Ah, that squad. That squad. All right. So uh, time for our 7 at 11, and we're going football. As we said, uh, it's about to be football season. That's right. Training camp starting. And I have the list of the NFL quarterbacks who threw the most touchdown passes in the 1990s. Most touchdown passes in the 1990s. Who are the top seven? And you've already used your mulligan this month. I sure did. Uh, All right, so I'm going to go with Dan Marino. Going to go with Dan Marino, who played from 1990 to 1999, from the ages of 29 to 38. Dan Marino is number two on that list. Well done, Kyle. Uh, we'll go with during that time. You know, this guy threw a lot of touchdown passes, so I'm just going to assume Brett Favre, so, my uh, teammate. Dan Marino threw 200. He was number two on the list. Brett Favre didn't even play in 90, and he, he was just getting going. Brett Favre is number one on the list with 235 touchdowns. I'm trying to tell y'all. 35 more than anybody else in that decade. How about that? And by the way, he threw over 200 less incomplete passes than Dan Marino. He did throw 14 more interceptions, and he did have the most interceptions of anyone else. Listen, if the old gunslinger played nowadays, he would have just as many touchdown passes as the Breezes and the Bradys and the Mannings. He he loved that guy. All right, Favre one, Marino two. John Elway. John Elway retired in 98, remember? So he was 30 years old, up to 38 years old. His 180 touchdowns is good for number five on the list. Well done. All right, we got Favre, Marino, Elway. One, two, and five. All right, uh, this is going to be tough, but he played all the way through. I feel like he played into the 2000s. Like, oh, maybe he did. Yeah, oh, this is – I really got to go back into my uh, – my, my bag here to think who played in the 90s in different quarterbacks. I, I'm going to throw it out there. I don't believe he played the whole time in the 90s. I don't know when he retired. Steve Young, is he on that list? Steve Young. Hmm. He was 29 years old in 90, and he was 38 in uh, 99. 
That's the perfect career span. He is tied with Dan Marino, so let's put him number three on the list. Well done with 200 touchdowns. We got Favre, Marino, Steve Young, one, two, three, John Elway, five. Only three guesses remain. Top touchdown passers of the 1990s. All right, all right. Now let me take a deep breath here as I really got to dig deep to try to figure out who played during the 1990s. You were born in 90, I was right? Born, yeah, I was born in 1990, but I, I did love playing Sega Genesis, uh, and I love playing uh, you know that, that video game that they have there. All right, so I'm, I'm going to put it out there because, again, this is somebody that played all the way throughout the entire 90s. He, didn't, he doesn't deserve to be a Hall of Famer, but he is one. Well, he deserves to be a Hall of Famer. Troy Aikman. Ah, Troy Aikman. I always lead the hatred of Troy Aikman. I love to hear that I've gotten it through well to you. Troy Aikman did play through the whole decade from 1990 through 1999. Troy Aikman was there, but he is number eight on the list. I'm telling you, he doesn't deserve to be all the favorite. He shouldn't be all the favorite. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, man. Troy Aikman, by the way, in the decade, 149 touchdowns and 109 interceptions. Only 32 less interceptions than Brett Favre and 90 less touchdowns. Troy Aikman not on the list. That opens it up for you to call now. 800-990-ESPN. It's 800-990-3776. Looking for the most touchdown passes in the 1990s. Favre 1, Marino 2, Young three, John Elway five. We are missing three others on the list. Those Call names now. better not be on that list. 800-990-3776. 800-990-ESPN. So real quick, I'll drop in my fourth favorite team of all time. I know, so you have to get it in this segment. And it is the 1999 Wisconsin Badger football team. I know what you're thinking. Hmm. 1999-2000 Badger football, that was a squad. And the reason I love that team, a bunch of different things about it. First of all, that team was uh, the team where Barry Alvarez first called into our radio show. Um, I had said on the air that Brooks Bollinger should be starting. He uh, was starting Scott Cavanaugh. We brawled on the air. Uh, it ended up that he started uh, Cavanaugh. Bollinger ended up getting some time at the beginning, but that's where our friendship with Coach Alvarez started. They lost to Cincinnati on the road early. They lost to Michigan at a tough game at home. And then Brooks Bollinger came in. I was there at Ohio Stadium in Columbus. They were down 17-0, put up 42 straight points on the Buckeyes in their home field. And then that Badger team never lost again, including the Rose Bowl in Pasadena on Y2K, January 1st, 2000. That was a squad of squads. Obviously, Ron Dane was the uh, Heisman Trophy winner that year. Chris McIntosh, now athletic director. I mentioned Brooks Bollinger. Chris Chambers was no joke. Nick Davis was on that team. Mark Tauscher. Oh, that team was a team. Wendell Bryant and John Favre on the defense. Wendell was such a good player. He Guido, went on to have a great NFL career. You remember career. Guido? And 
then one of my favorite Badger football players of all time, I swear, maybe one of the five best Badgers I've ever seen play, Jamar Fletcher at cornerback. Oh, man. yeah. He locked Fle- down. He did. He played. He had a good NFL career. Jamar Fletcher, man. He, he was a little small, but I, that guy could cover as well as just about every anyone. Bobby Myers uh, was a baller who had a nice NFL career, too, on that team. Mike Eccles. Eccles and Fletcher were a great cornerback duo. Jason Doring. Man, that was a squad. Can't not mention uh, Donnell Thompson, you know, Madison kid who was uh, captain on, on that team. What a squad. All right, that's your number four team. All right, let's get back to the list. Uh, top quarterbacks, touchdowns of the 1990s. As we're hitting some teams from the 1990s, let's go with the honest one. Honest Mike, you're on Sunday Karma. Hi, guys. Um, can I do my three teams? Yes, <laughs> definitely want to hear your three teams. Well, number one for me, or I, well, let's do number three for me, would be the 77 Marquette Warriors who won the national championship. Yep, that uh, team that goes without uh, saying, of course, would be a elite, all-time legendary Wisconsin team. All right, that's number three. Number two would be the 1989 Packers that had Mikowski oh. as their quarterback. And we're not weren't expected to do anything, and then went um, ten and six and just missed the playoffs. Um, I think that was Sterling Sharp's second year. And I went to the soccer game last night. I didn't realize this, but Sharp is not on the Ring of Honor. Which now isn't it because to make the Ring of Honor, don't you have to be a Hall of Famer, or is that not a rule for the Packers? Oh, maybe that is it. Yeah, maybe I think that's, that's what it is, and he's not a Hall of Famer. So I think that's what it is, but I could be off on that. That might be a different team who has that rule. I'm like, there's something about that. Like I've said that there's certain teams that don't win a championship, but it it was the fun of that team because yes. like the expectations right. were so low, and that team won so many close games and had so and you know the the uh, first down like spotting game. You know, there's all sorts of memorable moments yes. that year. And number one, this team embodies that, and that's the 1987 Milwaukee Brewers, who started the season winning 13 games in a row, then lost 13 games in a row. They had a no-hitter in there, uh, their only no-hitter. That was the year Molitor had 39 uh, game hitting hitting streak. And then I think they finished up with around 91, 92 wins. And if there would have been a wild card back then, they certainly would have made it. But nobody expected anything out of that team. There were a lot of rookies on that team and uh, just had a phenomenal season. That was the one where Swaim hit the home run. Yep. On Easter Sunday. Yep. So that would so be my many, number one. I mean, that team, team has <laughs> as, many, as many memorable moments. Yep. You don't have to be a championship team to be the all time legendary team. Great list, Mike. Who you got on our quarterback list? Testaverde's got to be in there. Vinny Testaverde. Kyle was yelling that right in my ear after he guessed wrong. He's like, Vinny better not be on that list. Vinny Testaverde is number six on the list with 167 touchdowns in the 1990s from age 27 to 36. Well done, Mike. We are just missing number four and number seven on our list. Boomer. Boomer Esiason. Quarterback from 1990 to 1997, his 121 touchdowns, good for number 14 on the list. Oh, 
Not going to get there. Honest Mike, well done. Great list of teams. Mike's list was awesome. I love those teams. Like when you think about it didn't need to be a championship team to be a great team. All right, that means you can get in right now looking for the most touchdown passes of any quarterback in the 1990s. We have Brett Favre 1, Dan Marino 2, Steve Young 3, John Elway 5, Vinny Testaverde 6. We are missing number 4. And number seven, we have Troy Aikman and Boomer Esiason guessed incorrectly. You can call now 800-990-ESPN. That is 800-990-3776. So it's 800-990-3776 to get in. Kyle and I will give you our third favorite teams of all time as well as we continue with Sunday Karma ESPN Wisconsin. This is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Nigo! Talking to me crazy. Been having that. Dripping to the floor, to the door. My goddamn cup. Yeah! We set the trends. It's Sunday Karma with Craig Carmenson on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. All right, let's knock out this 7 at 11, and then we'll get back into our favorite five teams of all time. We're going through the 1990s where Brett Favre is at the top of the list of touchdown passers. Dan Marino, 2. Steve Young, 3. John Elway, 5. Uh, Honest Mike just knocked out number six, which was Vinny Testaverde. We got Troy Aikman and Boomer Esiason incorrect, missing numbers four and seven. Most touchdown passes in the 1990s. We go 800-990-3776. 800-990-3776. We start out with Dwayne IT. You're on Sunday Karma. Morning, Dwayne. Um, I'm going to go with Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly. So Jim Kelly was already 30 years old in 1990, and he only played till the age of 36. So he only played in 103 games in the 1990s, which, by the way, is 40 less than Troy Aikman. 40 less than Troy Aikman. But Jim Kelly is still on this list with 156 touchdown passes. How about that? In 40 less games, he threw seven more touchdowns. That is incredible. All right, only one name left on the list. Uh, Dwayne, you want to take a shot at it? Absolutely. I'll go with Randall Cunningham. Randall Cunningham played the whole decade, but he actually only started 77 games. And in those games, he threw 121 touchdowns, which is good for number 13 on the list. Thanks for the call, Dwayne. Let's go to Matt, who's a teacher. You're on Sunday Karma. Morning, Matt. Morning, Craig. Uh, I was... I'm I'm going back and forth between two of them. I'm thinking either. Oh, you're okay. no either, like, no either, no either. I know, I know, but I just want to say the names, but then I'm going to say no, no, no you don't. Should, can't say the names. Can't give it away for someone else now. Yep. All right. So I'm going to go Warren Moon. He's going to go Warren Moon. Warren Moon started 118 games, which was uh, 21 less than Dan Marino, by the way, but still enough to throw 189 touchdowns. Good for number four on the list. Matt, you chose right. 
you I know you always teach those kids in uh, in class just always guess C if you don't know but you know it's always guess <laughs> Warren Moon if you're not sure nice job Matt where are you calling from uh, calling from uh, a car on the way to the Brewer game all so. right uh, woo probably then hook them up with a 94.5 ESPN shirt and uh, Brewers hopefully they can uh, keep it going like last night's the bats uh, were uh, getting at it Woody getting at it uh, Brewers uh, starting to get it going and the second half and by the way today Kyle do you know what today is it's Sunday no do you know what it is at Amfam Field oh what uh, oh, you're giving away uh, something. A bobblehead? Yes, they are. Is it a... Uh, oh, man. It was some bobblehead. What was a bobblehead? It is Omar Narvaez bobblehead day. Oh, yippee. I'll be there. And you know the, the helmet, the catcher's mask, actually comes off? Oh, yeah. That sounds fun. That's and actually very unique. Do you know who uh, this giveaway is brought to you by? 94.5 ESPN. You got it. ESPN Milwaukee. We are giving you... Personally, Kyle and I are giving you to the first 35,000 fans who walk in the door today an Omar Narvaez bobblehead. So get out there and grab it. And as Brian Anderson was showing on the air last night, the helmet pops off so you can practice throwing the, the mask away when you're catching that foul ball. So uh, congratulations to uh, Matt. Uh, all right, Kyle, we got to knock out our, uh, our uh, third favorite team of all time. Right or did we do that already? We didn't no, do that yet. We, we only did. No, we didn't do third uh, all time yet. Let me go to my handy dandy list here. All right, while you're going to your list, I'll do mine. My team's been talked about by everyone somehow. I thought this is the most underappreciation, forgotten team of all time, but uh, obviously not by this crew. It is that '99 2000 Badger basketball team, a trifecta on Wildy's list, on Kyle's list, and on my list. Badger hoops team. That, that's my squad. Classic team. And for me, Craig, and I'm surprised. This is very, very surprising. I'm disappointed. The 2011 Milwaukee Brewers NLDS team. Niger Morgan with the big score. The Brewers just going crazy. I was thinking about doing a CC Sabathia year, but that 2011, even though that didn't break the long extended streak of not making the playoffs that 2011 team was by far one of the most fun Brewers teams well, I ever got team, to be a part team, of. Team, you're talking about beat Arizona, right? In the playoffs. 3 to 2. Yep, and got and got to the actual NLCS uh, where St. Louis, you know, was uh, uh, not they, in the World Series like 82, but they but, wait uh, for us as usual. Once again broke the heart. See, that CC Sabathia squad, That I think that team was a little, I like that team a, a I, tick more. I love that team the team, was a more special to but me. it was that the excitement, because this, this 2011 team, this had Zach Grinke, didn't they? That 2011 team was, I'll, I'll give you, uh, this. it was Giovanni Gallardo. Stud for the Brewers. Yeah, who was absolute uh, stud. Um, Sean Markham. Sean Markham, he played play well. He won 13. Yeah. Randy Wolf won 13. All right, good old Randy. Chris Narvison won 11. Yeah, you're right. Narv Dog. At 16 wins, 16 and 6, Zach Granke uh, was on that squad. I yep. Know, I don't know what but he it, But it had the whole team. Cause you he had, was only 27, and then he was terrible, and then he got good for another 10 years. Yeah, yeah no. I don't know how that happened. It, you, just, you just keep working at it. But, I mean, but also, that was like the last run for the Corey Hart, the Prince Fielder, the Ricky Weeks, the... Was JJ on that team? I feel like JJ might have been on that team. Yeah, uh, actually, JJ. Yeah, JJ had shortstop it, it, was Unesky Betancourt. Y'all gonna say because JJ might have been gone by that time. Yep, JJ but you was had, gone. But you had Ryan Braun, so you still had these these guys that. But Council was on that squad. 
Was he on the team? Craig Council oh, okay. well, there, on that squad. There he it is. 107 games, so, had 187 no. at bats. That that team was very fun. Very very yep. fun. Yeah, Braun, Niger, Morgan, Corey Hart was the outfield. Uh, how about K- Casey McGee? Casey Remember, McGee at third base. Yeah, yeah. See, that was a classic year. Jonathan Lucroy. Oh yeah, love yeah, that. that. Just these are like homegrown. A lot of homegrown talent. When you just go down that list, guys that came up through the system and were actually successful for the Brewers. Marcotte like, getting uh, yeah, yeah. Play, that fourth receipt. Yeah. Uh, fourth. Uh, he and Carlos Gomez, uh, the backup outfielders on that squad. I, I don't take for granted the fact that the Brewers are consistently in the playoffs because my entire childhood they sucked. Yeah, that was a squad. I like that. That was a squad. All right. We'll get to our top two teams of all time as we roll on. It's Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. You're listening to Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. What up? I got nice skin here with me. This ain't a diss song. But, um... Sunday Karma with Craig Carmenson on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. All right, we're coming down to our favorite teams of all time as I was watching the captain, the ESPN limited uh, series, uh, which Kyle has to hate. Instead of saying, hey, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to enjoy it. Oh, because Michael Jordan had one. We can't do one about anybody else. I mean, come on now. Kyle. Should be reserved for goats only. Derek Jeter's the goat. The the goat of what? The goat of Yankee shortstops. Okay, there you go. I take it. Yep. And I mean, it's a legendary thing. And that's my number two on my list are the 1996 Yankees. Um, again, connection to Wisconsin and uh, being here. It was that 1996 Yankees team that I came out. Uh, it was fall of 1996. It was my break from college in October, um, and it was um, the Yankees playing the Orioles, and um, I don't know if you remember the name, but uh, Jeffrey Mayer, does that name sound familiar to you? Jeffrey Mayer? That, why does that name sound familiar? Jeffrey Mayer was a 12-year-old Yankees fan who, um, at uh, game one... Of the 1996 uh, ALCS, it was October 9th, and that October 9th was the first time I ever stepped foot in the state of Wisconsin. October 9th, 1996, my first ever day in the state of Wisconsin, and it was we were I was watching with my my friends who I grew up with. We were all uh, we were all watching the game together, and uh, in Madison, and um, and the Yankees, our childhood favorite team beat the Orioles, and ended up winning uh, their first ever World Series. And it was that weekend that our love of the state of Wisconsin was hatched. First time I'd ever been here. And it was uh, less than a year later that we ended up uh, starting uh, Good Karma Broadcasting, which has come Good Karma Brands, and the rest is history. So what does Jeffrey Mayer have to do with this? So Jeffrey Mayer was the 12-year-old who Derek Jeter hit a ball to right field and it was about to get caught or potentially going to be caught by Tony Tarasco, the outfielder. And Jeffrey Mayer, 12-year-old kid, reached over 
and pulled the ball in to be a home run for Derek Jeter and the Yankees. Oh, okay, and okay, okay, they, that yes. That tied the game. Bernie Williams ends up hitting a walk-off home run. Yankees win. Yankees would have won anyway, but Yankees go on to win the World Series. And uh, Good Karma ends up becoming a company. And the rest is history. Got it. All right. From that 1996 moment, uh, which is uh, why that beloved 1996 Yankees, my first ever Yankees World Series championship team. Obviously, now I'm a much bigger Milwaukee Brewers fan, but that's... uh, you know, kind of financially motivated, kind of, you know, you know how it is. You've lived here long enough. You're a Brewers fan. Oh, yeah. I'm also a little bit White Sox fan, though, because we got that going, too. White Sox. Me, my too. Number, my no, White Sox my number two squad. All right, Kyle, who you got at number two? Trying to find my phone to see who I got at number two. I don't know where I put it at. You know, I'm too old to remember these things. So, my number two. Oh, wait, wait, wait. By the way, so it's obvious that your number two and your number one are going to be the 2010 Packers and the 2021 Bucks. Okay, you so, know what? I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to give my number two so because I, your memory might be a little bit off because the 2010 Packers was on the honorable mention. Oh. Yes, but my number two team is the 2021 NBA World Champion Milwaukee Bucks. Yes, that is my number two team. Whoa. And I got to see that game in person. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So Bucks are your number two. Bucks are my number th- Listen, I love my Milwaukee Bucks. I thought I'd never see a championship with the Milwaukee Bucks, and I got to be there. I was ready to cry almost tears, but then I was too excited to celebrate. I still got the confetti today from that championship, and I will have it forever. Wait. But seeing the Milwaukee Bucks win was incredible. So you got the Brewers that team on your list. Yes. Now, have you had a Packers team yet? I have not. Okay. So there's going to be a Packers team still on the list. So it's going to be when you were six. Maybe, maybe not. Six Packers. Maybe not. It may. I. It may. Listen. Just because the team might have been the champion doesn't mean it might have been my favorite team. You don't know that. Of all time, there was a fifth, that Bucks team there was from a last fifth, year. There was a fifteen and one team that was pretty disappointing. There was the a nineteen ninety eight team. team. My, all my teams have been cheated. I, as I'm going through this, the Packers got cheated in San Francisco the year after they lost to the Broncos in the Super Bowl. But yeah, we, they did. yeah, they got cheated. They got cheated. So uh, yeah, yeah, they we'll, we'll find out and see. You got to listen up. I mean, last. Last year's Bucks team, I know we've lived it many, many times, but when you think back to that run, obviously the Heat series was a sweep, but Chris's shot in that first round in game one was awesome. Then you go into the second round and you play the Nets, which people were like, all right, that team's never going to lose. It's the new Miami Heat. And they beat the Nets play an incredible game five on the road that you lose. So then it's like, all right, it looks like the home team's going to win every game in this series, and they go back and win game seven, Kyle, in overtime. Listen, I was I was a nervous wreck during that Dude, game. that game, I, I was, was sick that whole game. I was exhausted. I played, I played a full 48 minutes plus. That That's exactly like what that was. Being, I played every minute. That was like back being a kid during like one of those stressful. Then the Eastern Conference Finals, they lose game one at home to the Hawks. So all of a sudden... All right, but things get settled, and then Chris Middleton has a crazy game three to to make you feel good. So it's like, all right, Bucks are up 2-1. Chris just had a signature fourth quarter. They're going to run away with this thing. Trey Young's not playing game four. Series is over. Giannis gets hurt. Bucks lose game four. Bucks end up winning 
as we know, in six. Uh, including a crazy game six on the road. Teague hitting shots. Pat Connaughton hitting shots. Chris having a crazy game. Drew having a crazy game. And then the Bucks go to Phoenix and lose the first two games. Lose the first two games. And they're down 0-2. And they run four back, including the craziest game of that series, which is game five. They're down 20 in the first quarter, basically. It's like 40 Five twenty-four or something after one, and they rally back. They make up the deficit pretty much by halftime. Insane game by Drew Holiday. The the assist, the scoring, everything. And then Drew, the only guy who could slow down Devin Booker, he had slowed down Chris Paul that whole game. Drew Holiday is that game five. He swipes it from Devin Booker. And then throws the valley oop to Giannis, who throws it down and the foul. Bucks win game five, close it out in game six with the 50 piece by Giannis. Only five guys score in game five for the Bucks. Five players on the whole roster. It doesn't score matter. They got the victory. In a game six, and they close out the Phoenix Suns. And that team is only your number two. Yes, that team is your, only your number two. It was it was it was magical, Craig. It was truly magical. It was stressful. It was everything. You know, that, you haven't heard from that team yet, so you know where they're going to be on my list. <laughs> I know where they're going to be on your list, but I'm telling you, when Giannis went down, the emotions. I was excited because we we're already getting crushed in that game too. I was watching that game and Giannis goes down, and I just absolutely I, I turn well, off Giannis the TV. Giannis was starting to bring him back a little because Giannis was trying to do everything. He was in that trying game at Atlanta it, it, game four. It was just it was he goes down. I see his knee go backwards, and I turn. Turned off the TV, and I went to go lay down because I said I just I can't because being a Packer, excuse me, being a Wisconsin sports fan, the amount of heartbreak I have had to see time and time and time and time again, I just couldn't take it, Craig. I just you turn off the TV like you did a game seven against the Celtics this year. I just get sad. So I took a nap. I took a nap. I said, you know what? When when Kyle just gets too stressed and he just has to nap during. I just I can't I, I can't put myself through all that. So I just I just had to turn it off. You know how much heartbreak? You know what's going through my head right now? Do you remember the Notre Dame game where the Badgers? Uh, lost that game in the NCAA tournament in Sweet 16 where uh, the bat, they were up. And then also the, the Notre Dame scores. And then also then you think about was it the Florida game where Florida hit like the three-point shot to win it. Like there's been so much heartbreak, Craig. And if you go back to the block punt that we had to deal with in January where we got the punt blocked and they scored a touchdown almost or whatever it was, like there's too much heartbreak. You know, could there be another sports state that has as much heartbreak as we have? I mean, I think that's why sports is so great because like – you're talking about that game as the heartbreak uh, when uh, when Florida beat Wisconsin in that tournament, and and the Badgers were like an eight seed, right? And they were and they were up in that game. Yeah, that one that was the senior year for Nigel Hayes, Bronson Caning. Like that team was still a good team, but they had lost a lot of talent, and they were right there. And should they have fouled? I don't even know. Like you I, t- the I turned off the of team. That game though, remember Ethan Happ was a star. Ethan Happ was a stud. He was. Too bad he couldn't shoot free throws or a three pointer. He could not shoot free throws. Uh, um, Nigel Hayes missed seven free throws in that game. Too. That team could not shoot free throws overall. But who hit the biggest shot in that game? In that Gators game? No, some guy from Florida. No, 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 me. for the Badgers. Did Bronson hit a big shot? or no. did you, did you, Oh, did, did Ben Bruss hit a big shot? No, Zach Showalter. Oh, Zach Showalter with the belt. Okay. Remember Aaron Rodgers was at the game, and he he put uh, the belt on him. I can't. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I, all I remember is the sadness. Craig, because that's another time where they hit the shot, turned off the team, and I went out that night. I just went left the house to go that out. That team was four deep, in my opinion. <laughs> and they, and they could have made it to the Elite Eight. 
Um, by the way, that team, uh, Vito Brown was a baller on that team, but so I'm not trying to hate on Vito Brown or I don't even remember what was that? Uh, Khalil Iverson. Oh yeah, Khalil. I wasn't trying to hate on those two, but Ethan Happ, Nigel Hayes, Bronson Koenig, Zach Showalter, those four. Almost, I mean, they could have. Vito was good. No, Vito was good. Vito was good too. Yeah, yeah, Vito, Vito was good. Yeah, yeah I'll Vito, put him in that. Vito was good, but those four, I mean, that you said that was a sweet sixteen. They were the eight seed, about to go beat the number four seeded Gators. And then was it South Carolina? Who was after that? No, well, South Carolina beat Marquette, but would they? Have, would that have been? Because I, I think they, whoever they were playing next, was a lower seed team. I don't know. It's just heartbreaking. I just, it's too much to talk about it, Craig. <laughs> Do you need to take a nap right now before our last segment? I, I, may, I may have to take a nap. Wow. Um, all right. I, wait. I pulled up the bracket real quick. So when the Badgers lost, your memory of that is pretty darn good because they would have then taken on. Because remember, they beat Villanova. That's how as an eight seed they had gotten to the Sweet 16. Then if they had won, they would have played South Carolina, who had beat Marquette. Remember, they run away from Marquette in the second half of that uh of that first round game and South Carolina upset Baylor. So Wisconsin would have played South Carolina to go to the final four that year. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That yeah. is a that's an underrated, potentially crazy run that that 2017 Badger basketball team had. That's 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 a good that's a good uh, good call. I mean, we remember the Zach Strawalter belt, but that team they that team beat Villanova in the NCAA tournament, which was coming off a national championship. Yeah, no, because everybody. But that was the game people were worried because that was the eight one, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was eight one. Yep. Good call, Kyle. All right. When we continue, our number one favorite teams of all time. It's Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. This is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. It's that time. Yes, it's finally here. Craig makes his picks of the week. You can bet the house on Picks of the week on Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin. Presented by Palermo's Pizza, Wisconsin's hometown pizza. Can't wait to see what happens next. On ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Oh, Palermo's Pizza. If you love pizza, you can join the Palermo's maintenance crew. A $5,000 sign-on bonus for electromechanical technicians. That's right. Electromechanical technicians. Palermo's maintenance crew. Sign-on bonus. Competitive wages. Second and third shift premiums. An additional premium for working weekends and holidays. Plus a great benefits package, which... I don't think anyone else is including free pizza in their benefits package. Visit palermovillainc.com slash careers to apply today. We love eating Palermo's pizza, but we equally love what Palermo's does for this state as Wisconsin's hometown pizza. Join their team if you are an electro-mechanical technician or want to be one. All right, Kyle. We are down to our uh, pick of our of our favorite team of all time, but let's hit the text messages to hear what people had to say. Um, let's say I know we we're also talking supper clubs, so let's get some top uh, some t- people's uh, favorite teams and also some supper clubs. 
All right. So when it comes to favorite teams, we have Doug here on the talking text line who said the 1982 Brewers, the 1972 Bucks in the 1993 Badgers football with the first Rose Bowl win with Barry Alvarez. And I think Jason Wildey hit almost oh, was those the same three Jason had? No, no. He didn't have the older school Bucks. He had the 01 Bucks. Oh, yeah, the uh, 01 Bucks. All, else all, uh, all great squads. All right. And I love them all. And then Doug also said the, uh, I might say the, Ishnala in Wisconsin Dells, the Supper oh, Club. Have you yeah, heard of that? Yeah, that's a that's a big time Supper Club. That's... Number one Supper Club in Wisconsin. Yep. And then somebody else just also said Adam from Waldo also said the Ishlala in Wisconsin Dells, number one Supper Club. I think I may have a place to go. Is it is it called Ishlala? Ishlala. Ishlala. I, I think. Ishnala. Uh, Ishnala. Uh, yeah. Okay, Ishnala. Yeah, that is uh, right on Mirror Lake. Everyone loves uh, loves that spot. I think I may have to make one there. And then also we have somebody here with the number ending in 8051 who says the 93-94 UW-Green Bay basketball team. Can you refresh my memory on what in the world they are talking about, Craig? Because you know what? In 93-94, I might have still been wet in the bed and oh, you pooping in diapers. Are, uh, you uh, need to be uh, – you need to uh, – be uh, educated if if this is the squad. I'm just trying to think because it uh, that was the team that beat Jay Kidd in 1990 in 1994. Jason Kidd was the unstoppable force. He had been in high school, he had been in college, and he and Lamont Murray were the Cal Bears, and that that Cal team was ridiculous they were a five seed but they were unstoppable they played uwgb and uwgb beat them in the ncaa tournament so green bay beat jason kidd in the ncaa tournament jeff nordgaard was the guy on that team it wasn't you know wasn't a tony bennett uh squad or anything like that but it was uh it was jeff nordgaard and uh, that team was no joke, and they beat Cal 61-57. to I've talked to Jason Kidd about that game a number of times. Uh, that game is one that, uh, that eats at, uh, at those Cal Bears, but that was a, uh, that was a big-time team. Yep, yep. And, and then also they, number two is the 96 Green Bay Packers. Yep. And then number squad. one here was the nine, number one is the 1982 Milwaukee Brewers. So yeah. obviously that team holds a very special place in a lot of people's hearts. All right. So uh, my favorite team is that Bucks team that we have uh, talked so much about, the 2020-2021 Milwaukee Bucks. Kyle, your number one squad? You know what, Craig? I could tell you my number one squad, but I'd rather just let you hear this. First grader, they had us doing the Packerana in choir class, doing the dance. And shout out to Mark uh, Mark Shamora right there, his photo there. He got listed in this song as well. I love the Packerana. Why? Because the Packerana brings me back to the great memories of that Super Bowl that we had in 96-97. Wow, so your first grade squad, your favorite of all time. My parents probably still have the hoodie that we made in school with the green, the green hoodie, and we put like Packers players' names on there like it was this was a big deal the Packers were turning to the Super Bowl for the first time in a very long time right, this was a huge deal. we gotta hear a few of these lyrics 
Favre throws a touchdown and he does a back arena. Reggie White sacks a quarterback, he does a pack arena. Robert Bush goes to the stands and he does a back arena. Green Bay Pack Arena. Favre throws a touchdown and he does a back arena. Reggie White sacks a quarterback, he does a pack arena. Robert Bush goes to the stands and he does a back arena. Green Bay Pack Arena. Come and find me, I'm living in Eliva Watching every play in the pack, I'm a believer Come join me, they're on TV In the pack shirt, I look like Ray Nitschke It was much more, it was a lot better back in the day, I feel like I mean, it's brilliant I mean, I can't I was listening to, uh, what's the name, Don McLean Who sang American, uh, who, who sang uh, American Pie on uh, WTMJ earlier I mean Sure, the song American Pie might be one of the great songs of all time, but I don't know how it compares to the Pacarena when you truly listen to the lyrics there. Classic. Classic. A lot of people right now just they got nostalgia listening to that. The 1996-97 Green Bay Packers are my favorite team of all time. I mean, 82 Brewers, 93 Badgers, 96 Packers. We heard a lot of those squads. Two 2021 Bucks. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks to everyone for being a part of it. Remember, stay healthy, stay together, survive today, thrive tomorrow, don't settle. You've been listening to Sunday Karma. Thanks for everyone who was a part of it today on ESPN Wisconsin. Remember, first 35,000 today at uh, AmpFam Field. Get your Omar Nevarez, ESPN Wisconsin bobblehead. Kyle, send us out. Peace. This is ESPN Wisconsin and ESPNWisconsin.com.